your eyes are just um, hi, this is Colleen Cook, and I am as over the moon uh, as I could be to have and to be spending some time with Anissa Grantham. Anissa is a phenomenally successful weight loss surgery patient from 2002, um, and she has just dedicated her life and been committed to, um, to living a good life and to being successful herself, uh, as well as helping so, so she's helped thousands of bariatric patients along their journey. Um, and this I've known for many years, and I just want to say she's someone who, um, that you can, you can trust her to tell you the truth. That's the kind of person that Anissa is. And she is very committed to not only her own success, but the success of all those that she works with. Um, and she is, of all the people that I know, she is one of the most, I guess the best word is, mindful and disciplined people that I have ever met. That's part of her charm and part of her success, I am sure. Um, she always comes from a place of great gratitude. Uh, and I surely am grateful for my association with her for so many years. Um, so Anissa, this is the back to the beginning interview. And I know there are so many new weight loss surgery patients that would love to keep, hear uh, a little bit about your story, not so much the uh, just general details, but kind of how you felt about making this decision and how it went. So my first question, so welcome, first of all. Um, my first question is what is, was the, like the last straw when you, I think you're like 318 pounds or something, something mm. happened that said, done. What was your last straw? Mm. Um, Colleen, thank you for having me. Um, this is quite a delight for me. I am, when I think about the, um, the work that I did prior to surgery and surgery was not at, you know, the end of, you know, that was not my, my goal was to have surgery. My goal was to actually to have some freedom at my soul. If I can say it like that. Um, I had done some major counseling work, um, some work in therapy. And when I reached that moment of freedom for myself, I, looked in the mirror and what I saw did not reflect how I felt on the inside. And I was free from all the old stuff. And I just wanted to, I wanted my life to reflect that freedom. And that is really what, um, what led me to, uh, to seek bariatric surgery. Mm. My, um, I was I was speaking with my with my doctor and it was then that they said, "Have you ever considered weight loss surgery?" Um, and for a moment, I thought, "Ah, you don't think I can do this? I like I can do this. I've lost hundreds of pounds. I can do this." Um, but I knew that ultimately my goal was to um, not just lose the weight, but to live my life free from dieting and free from the weight regain. Wow. Beautiful. And do you remember um, after you made that decision, you're gonna have the surgery, off you go in the gurney down the hall. What? Did you have, what were your, was your fear? What was going on in your head? Like, if this goes wrong, what, what were you afraid of? My greatest fear was failing. My greatest Screwing fear up the surgery. That I would not be successful. And the longer that sat with me, I, I write in a journal. So um, 
I journaled soon after that. My greatest fear realized was of success because I had failed dieting all of my life. It is what I knew. I lost weight, I gained weight. I lost weight, I gained weight. I never knew how to be successful. And my greatest fear was not that of failure, but honestly of success. Because if I was successful with this, then people would realize what I am capable of. And they would expect of me all the time. And I just couldn't meet everybody else's expectations. So I, it was easier for me to fail than to fail you. And when I had surgery, as time went on, this became my life and it became what I wanted for myself and not the expectations of everyone else in my life. And that was an evolution a little bit. Yes. Yeah. It took some time. And honestly, with that came, um, you know, meeting my husband soon after that. It was um, when I let go of, of, of succeeding, when I let go of that fear of being successful and just allowed myself to be who I am and who I wanted to be. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, so that's during the first few months after surgery, you're going through this process of accepting and I like this and this is me and how that feels. Um, was there, were there parts of being a bariatric patient that were hard for you, whether it be the eating or the drinking or the exercise or was it any really difficult? You know, we, back in 2002, we didn't have the education that is out there today. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. So for me, my surgeon, I'm in Savannah and my surgeon was in Atlanta. So he was four hours from me. So I saw him just, you know, at one month and at six months and then annually at my, you know, at my um, surgery, if you will. But um, my, my greatest struggle in the beginning, especially that first year was um, being afraid to eat in public. So if we went to, you know, if we went to, um, a restaurant and if I ate too fast because I was anxious or nervous of just being in the situation, I ate too fast, I would get nauseous, I would have to excuse myself. Um, I remember going to a one of our local seafood festivals and having, you know, having some fried shrimp and the, um, and I peeled off the, you know, the, the breading and the just the smell of the, the grease, it was just made me sick. So my greatest struggle was, you know, what time to, you know, what time to eat, um, being able to not eat and drink at the same time. That was something that took, you know, now when I work with patients, we practice this, but I didn't have practice back then. So, um, it was a process. It was really learning a new lifestyle completely. Mm-hmm. And now it's who you are. Now it's just who I am. Yeah. I don't, I don't think about, you know, what, you know, about what I'm going to eat for the week. I'm going to cook my meals on su- Sunday. And um, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, my husband was ill. 
ended up in the hospital unexpectedly and I came home from the hospital. It was late that evening and I had my vegetables and my meat and I was cooking my food for the week and it just didn't occur to me not to do it. That's one of your, you know, you've maintained your weight loss for a very long time. What? 16, 17 years. Years, yeah. And um, and that's one of your key habits, isn't it? Is that you do meal prep. I do. Week. And so you always have what you need in the right portions at hand. Yeah. It's one thing that, you know, I, you know, honestly, um, when I struggled with regain, it was back in 2008 when I initially started with um, any struggle at all. And I had, um, I had quit smoking and I was, um, I was doing 5Ks just to keep my weight down so I wouldn't gain any weight. And I um, ruptured discs in my neck. And so some of my, my reward system in place for not smoking was I had my skin removed, some skin removed on my arms. And, and then three weeks later had emergency neck surgery for ruptured discs and was out of the, you know, was out of the gym for six months and wasn't exercising at all and had regained about 25 pounds. And that was my greatest fear coming true, the shame of regain at um, six and a half years out. Um, and that's when I was actually introduced to Bariatric Support Center International. I um, received an email that you and Janine were gonna be in Atlanta in January of uh, 2009. And that's oh, the beginning of everything for me. Um, because then I learned the success habits and I thought, how come I don't know these things? Right. And I, you know, they just, I incorporated them in my life and that is what I live today. Yeah. And it works. You're a success habit champion for sure because you have internalized all of these principles. And, and, um, this is the book she's talking about. What page are you on, Nissa? Yeah. Your, your, her feature story is in this book. What page is it? Do you remember? So 105. Read about Anissa and her commitment to success habits. Oh. Good. Um, is there any, I know it's hard to boil it down to something, but for new patients that are thinking about, so just barely brand new, because you work with them dozens and dozens and dozens of every month, brand new. And is there just one piece of advice, like the main number one thing you would say to a new patient? You know, my, I would say the biggest thing is get to know who you are because surgery, they, as you will hear, surgery is only a tool. You will hear that. You will read that. You will listen to people over and over and over tell you surgery is a tool. And the truth is that surgery is a tool and I cannot successfully live this life um, if I do not use my tool properly. But most importantly is to know what my relationship with food has been and really understand that if there is an unhealthy relationship that's been developed with food, you can have surgery, you can be given any tool in this world, but you, we will return to the food if we're not dealing with what's really going on. Mm -hmm. um, world of addiction, it's, you know, 
food is only a symptom of the problem. And if I'm no longer using food to eat at you, then something else is going to happen. Um, I'm going to have to deal with those feelings. And that's really what I would strongly encourage people is just to, to know who they are, that it's okay to, to have feelings and to be real and, um, and, to, and to make peace with it. And you do you do a lot of that in your in your counseling business and your coaching business, um, don't you? In helping people identify that um, and and come to grips with who they are and why why they are. And the awareness. And you offer you many know, different resources um, at anissagrantham.com. People can visit you there and learn more about you. And, um, and you've got classes, workshops, webinars, you do some fun cooking shows that are fun, you have a blog and Facebook lives that yeah. you do, but people can get all that on your, on your website. Um, and then you offer both a class for newbies, you know, brand new patients. Talk about that for a minute, the success habits, yes. workshops you do. So I do offer, it's a, it's four and a half hour success habits workshop. I, um, in other parts of the country, it is, you know, six weeks worth of the Success Habits program. I um, the one day workshop and, um, and it's from uh, 9.30 to two, but of course uh, um, I, I make that available to, uh, to anyone in anyone's schedule. Um, and we review, I do the um, demonstrations for um, each of the habits and um, you know, show people um, it's one thing to experience it or to read a book, but to, to really, to see that visual demonstration is very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, that is one that I, I really enjoy. And it's really connecting me with patients. Yeah, and it gets them off on the right foot because a lot of, some people think of patient education as what type of surgery you're going to have and what you take to the hospital and what the dietitian has you eat after. This is not that. This is yeah. a lifestyle education that everyone needs. You're, you're, a, you're a superstar at teaching it. That's I love you know, I love it. A couple times a Saturday, and you do it individually through coaching, too. And then um, then you also have another program um, for those that are, a couple of them, for those that are struggling, your ad sugar addiction. It's one for everybody. Yes. Right? You want to talk about that in a minute? So I have, it's an eight-week um, course that I do um, through, uh, through my private practice. It is... Um, an affair with sugar. Um, it is the, a relationship with, um, with food. Um, and it's an eight week flat or eight week course that I do. It's a group. Um, and we're going to be offering it online on um, through coaching this, um, in 2019. So we're excited about that. Um, and then I'm going to be working with, um, Karen Donaldson and, um, and offering, um, an addiction piece. Again, it's an affair with sugar. Um, and it's really looking at um, how sugar affects the brain system. And my background is as an addictions counselor. So um, when, I, when I started looking at food and, and how all of this was coming together for me, realizing that sugar has the same effect in the brain system. Yeah. So really helping people understand and educate um, how um, sugars affecting the brain and then once we have that education it helps us to better understand what's happening to us how our brain is actually hijacked 
Um, and so you'll be offering those, they'll be available to anyone all over the world then online, right, in 2019. And then you continue to regularly offer um, a back on track program for those that are struggling with weight regain. Yes, now I will have um, in person as well as online. So um, that will be offered again, um, both in Savannah and in, in Rankin, um, as well as online. Um, and that the uh, Back on Track is a six week program. Um, and it, that's one of my favorites because honestly, it was with the Back on Track program in 2009 that I was able to um, lose the weight that I had, had regained. And at any time that I have struggled, have been able to go back to um, even the reset program um, that is offered. And that is also on my, on my website um, for those that just need to have some redirection and just to a little bit of, hey, here's some reality. Um, redirection, that's a good. Um, so yeah, be mindful each day um, in a shorter, in a shorter cycle. And then you also speak at, at bariatric conferences and are featured guests for events like that, and we're featured in in local magazines. And what a super stuff! What a great treasure you are to the bariatric community, and not just in you know the greater Atlanta area and the South, but everywhere. What is the story you have? It's um, I'll be honest. This um, this past. Um, this past June, I was, um, I spoke at the WLSFA and that was on um, alcohol and the effects of alcohol and bariatric surgery. And um, I myself am in recovery. So having that background um, and being able to share, not just from a per professional um, perspective, but you know, my personal experience as well as, as someone in recovery that, um, and, and not just with alcohol, but with food and, and looking at it with sugar and my relationship, um, the intimate relationship that I, that I created and was developed with sugar um, in so many ways is not any different from any other substance that is abused. Right. So, you know, being able to share that experience through, you know, through local um, organizations or on the national level is just, it really is a privilege and an honor. Um, I believe that with the American Medical Association finally accepting and, and identifying obesity as, an, as a disease, that, um, mm -hmm. that more and more emphasis will be put on health and not on um, identity or shaming someone as a result of their obesity, but actually seeing it as, um, as, as an illness that needs to be addressed. Um, we are losing too many people to the disease of obesity. Um, and it's something that can be helped not, not just through, you know, diets and exercise, but with surgery, surgical intervention to save lives these days is so, it's just necessary. Mm -hmm. Well, Anissa, again, thank you for all you are and all you've done through all these years for so many bariatric patients and for being willing to kind of share with us a little bit of what brought you to here and some of the things that you have available for so many people. So it's been my great pleasure to know you, uh, to be associated with you, and um, we thank you so much. And just visit Anissa, well, uh, anissagrantham.com, and you can connect with her and learn more about all that she offers. So thank you so much. Thank you, Colleen. You're a treasure.
I love you.